Hi, this is Ananda, president of the Hare Krishna community near Washington, D.C. What follows is a Sunday talk recorded at our temple. Every Sunday we invite the public for meditation, a talk, and a vegetarian lunch. We'd love for you to join us. More information is available at iskonofdc.org. That's I-S-K-C-O-N of D-C dot org. Thanks, and I hope you enjoy the talk. Hare Krishna. Before I start, of course, I must ask for the um, prayers and blessings of my seniors who are here with me. Uh, without their blessings, I have no hope of saying anything which is of any um, benefit to this wonderful assembly. So please uh, give me permission to say something useful and properly honor Srila Prabhupada. Hare Krishna. So, uh, I'm going to start by saying something. Thank you, Prabhu. So, I'm going to start by uh, talking about something completely out of kind of left field, and that's quantum mechanics, quantum physics. You and I had this conversation once in the Bahamas. In quantum physics, bear with me for a minute. In quantum physics, there was a, uh, around the turn of the century, in the 19th century, there was a big conversation about the nature of matter. Is matter a particle or is matter a wave? People would look at sunlight and say, no, this is, matter is, comes in the form of a wave. But then we have practical experience with particles, right? Particles have mass. Um, you can count them. They accelerate. They can transfer momentum. They have an impact on something you throw them to, against. So there was this big conversation, is, is, is the nature of this universe, is it, is, is it particular or is it in a waveform? A wave is very different. It's the opposite of a particle in a sense. As you know, if you were to drop a stone in a puddle of, or in a pool of water, it would generate waves which spread out and encompass the entire surface. They seem to fill the void of the whatever uh, container they're placed in. So their qualities are quite different, almost opposite. So is it this or that? Which one was it? So they did a wonderful experiment called um, a, a double, split, double slit experiment. So if you take a, a ball and throw it against a wall through a slit, if it travels through the slit, it will hit the wall and make an indentation, right? A dot, 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 as many balls as you throw. Okay? Um, so they did that and found dots, just as you expect. So, okay, matter, they did this with photons, so matter is particulate. So then they used two slits, and they threw a single photon at the two slits. If it went through the slit, you would expect dot, 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 right, on either slit. But what they found was, they found that it created a, a wave pattern. So as the as the photons went through the split, the slit, it it generated a wave pattern, and that's what you found uh, on the surface of the wall on the of the far wall. So how how can you explain this? So and the explanation is that that um, matter is both uh, matter is both particle and wave simultaneously. Simultaneously, it is particle, it is and and wave. It has both natures, with which what it that it um, exhibits according to time, place, and circumstances. 
Now, it's interesting because this is, I mean, uh, uh, any Vedic scientist could have told him this because this is essentially a demonstration of the principle of uh, chinta beta beta tattva, simultaneously one and different. This is a very important principle, in my opinion, one that we can utilize not only in our study of the Vedic literature, but as we try to um, understand and um, uh, grapple with the challenges in our lives. The things, can, uh, things that appear contradictory can simultaneously be true. It's a very important concept. Now, how does this play out in our philosophy? For instance, we say that Krishna is both form, where he is enjoying uh, pastimes, Leela and Vrindavan, and at the same time he is Brahman. He is everywhere at once, right? Simultaneously one and different. Are you with me? You understand? Okay, great. So this principle plays out not only in terms of Krishna and his various forms, Krishna and his and his form in Leela, in Vrindavan, Krishna as Brahman, Krishna as Paramatma, Krishna as um, in the, in the, uh, investing in or having a form in every single atom. But also we see this principle play out in terms of Krishna is, Krishna is Atmaram. He is full and complete. He is always completely um, blissful. His bliss is ever increasing. Simultaneously, Krishna is lamenting that he does not have the association of you and I, the conditioned souls who are lost in this world of, in this ocean of nescience, in this ocean of ignorance. He longs simultaneously, he's full and complete and completely blissful, but simultaneously he longs for our association. He longs for us to return to the shelter of his loving embrace. So much so that he invests all kinds of efforts to, um, to, uh, for, to help us to facilitate our return to the spiritual world. He comes in the form of the deities. He comes in the form of the Srimad Bhagavatam. He comes in the form of his, of his holy name, very powerfully and plainly and vividly. He comes in the form in the hearts of his, of his pure representatives. But even with all that, still, he does more. And he came personally in the form of Mahaprabhu about 500 years ago to instruct us, to model for us. He came in the mood of his beloved Sri Mata Radharani, but in the mood of a devotee, living the life of the devotee, to model for us how to execute this pro the processes of devotional service to accelerate our return back home, back to Godhead, to personally model how to execute devotional service. Now, when Mahaprabhu came here, um, this is coming to community. When Mahaprabhu came here, he lived in community. He took sannyas, and at the request of his mother, he lived in Jagannath Puri for, uh, I think it was 24 years, in a very powerful Vaishnava community. All kinds of powerful personalities were there. Uh, I haven't been there yet, but I, we plan on going perhaps next year to Jagannath Puri. But all kinds of powerful personalities were there. Um, Nichananda Prabhu, Swarvambhavan Bhattacharya, um, my Jagadananda Pandit, and Swarup Damodar, and Ramananda Roy, and Haridastakor, these wonderful, powerful personalities were all there living in community. Now, um, communities are very 
powerful. Community, community means people who come together in a group based on some common aspiration, goal, principle, or interest. Yes. But the thing about community is it's a very powerful dynamic at play because when people come together with this common goal, then they reinforce each other's aspirations. They, um, it causes a synergism of, of efforts in a way that causes an acceleration toward the goal and potentially an, an explosion, a, a wonderful explosion of energy to uh, accomplish the goal or that, that, that shows an impact from this synergistic effort. It shows a more powerful impact than if people were struggling and trying to reach this goal on their own. There's a synergism that occurs. There's an acceleration. There's, a, um, as I said, an expansion. Uh, an unfortunate negative example of this is like when people get together and there's mob violence. Do you know what I mean? When there's some, when, it's because they're, the thing that brings them together is actually fear and hatred. But when they get together, because they have this common fear and hatred of some other, then there's an acceleration, right? There's, there's, they reinforce each other's fear and hatred. There's an acceleration and there's an expansion and an explosion of that energy. And all kinds of horrible things happen. We see this in history. The same dynamic occurs in a very positive way in a spiritual community. There's this reinforcement and expansion and acceleration toward the goal of spiritual enlightenment. So let's examine Mahaprabhu's community and see what you know, lessons we can glean from that examination. Now, um, of course, there are innumerable lessons that we can take from any one line in the Shastra, but we'll just try to take one and two according to my own limitation. So the first pastime I want to discuss is uh, the pastime of oh, King Prataparudra. He was the king. Jagannath Puri is in the state of Orissa. He was the king of Orissa, and he had an he had a desire to have the association of Mahaprabhu. But Mahaprabhu wouldn't see him because uh, Mahaprabhu was very strict in terms of the etiquette of the day. And Mahaprabhu was sannyas, and king was a king. You know, king means, generally speaking, materialist. Someone, as Srila Prabhupada uses the term, pounds and shillings man. So this is a king. So he says, no, I can't have his association. But King Prataparudra had some had some things, very powerful things going for him. One is he was humble. He would sweep in front of the Rathiyatra cots on the uh, day of Rathiyatra in a very humble mood. Mahaprabhu saw that and appreciated that. Another thing he had going for him was that he did Vaishnav Seva. He arranged for Ramananda Roy, who was in his employment, he, he allowed him to um, leave his employment. He... Um, supported his family and allowed Ramananda Roy to serve very wonderfully Mahaprabhu. And he took shelter of Sarvabhoma Bhattacharya. So he had these, he did wonderful Vaishnava Seva. And because of this, they petitioned Mahaprabhu to see him, but Mahaprabhu, Mahaprabhu refused. So one day, Mahaprabhu was very fatigued after dancing in front of the cart. He was in the garden. He wanted his feet massaged. They got the king to put on normal clothes and go to Mahaprabhu and massage his feet. And as he was massaging his feet, so he got this cherished association. As he was massaging his feet, he was singing these 
sweet slokas to Mahaprabhu. Mahaprabhu was enthralled. He says, oh, you are, you are, you are, my heart is crying, my heart is weeping. These slokas you're singing are so beautiful. Who are you? And King Prataparuja said, I am the servant of the servant of the servant. Mahaprabhu set up and embraced him. So, from this pastime, we see that in community, we facilitate the service of others in our community, right? We help each other in our services. We support each other in our services to help, um, help each other along this goal of spiritual realization. Okay, so that's one. We facilitate each other's services and support each other in our services. That's spiritual community. Another example is, um, oh, uh, Rupa Goswami. When Rupa Goswami came to visit Mahaprabhu in uh, Jagannath Puri, he had, he had never met most of the Vaishnavas there. They didn't know him. Of course, he had met Mahaprabhu before. Mahaprabhu had uh, empowered him. But he didn't know most of the Vaishnavas there. So <coughs> Mahaprabhu introduced him around. This is Rupa Goswami, everyone. He's a wonderful Vaishnava. Everyone greeted him warmly, of course. Mahaprabhu, later that day, or very shortly thereafter, was um, actually in an ecstatic state and was singing some wonderful shloka, which is something, an utterance of uh, Srimata Radharani. Rupa Goswami heard it, understood it, and then wrote an expansion on that sentiment on a banana leaf. Put the, that leaf in a... In a Thatched in a thatched hut and left. Later, Mahaprabhu came back and saw the leaf, took it down and read it, and he was just astonished. He said, how is it that Rupa Goswami can so thoroughly understand my heart? He took the leaf and showed it to everyone in the community. And it's very interesting because it says, and uh, Krishna Das Kaibarash Goswami writes that Mahaprabhu tested he tested the people in the community by showing him this leaf. This is what this stranger, you know, they don't know him. This is what this Vaishnava wrote. Isn't this wonderful? And their response was, it's obvious that you have completely revealed your heart to him, that you have empowered him, and that he is an extraordinary Vaishnava. And they went and embraced him. They, you know, put him on his pedestal and accepted him as a leader of the community. We're known as Rupanugas, right? Followers of Rupa Goswami. So a lesson that we can take it from this is that in Vaishnav community, we celebrate each other's successes. We support each other, we facilitate each other's services, and then we celebrate each other's successes. This is Vaishnav community. And one last example I'd like to give is Kala Krishna Das. So Mahaprabhu had been in um, Jagannath Puri, and he had a desire to go to South India. Um, there was much resistance because they loved him association, his association, and the community didn't want him to go. But it, finally, they gave his they gave him their um, blessings to go. He wanted to go alone. They said, "Well, you know, let's discuss this. We'll compromise." And they finally decided that and Mahaprabhu agreed to accept one servant who was called Kala Krishna Das. So he accompanied. 
Mahaprabhu through his South Indian tour, which lasted for two years. Toward the end of that tour, Kala Krishnadas, or Krishnadas, became distracted by what's described as a community of gypsies. Um, and he left the service of Mahaprabhu to join that community. Mahaprabhu went to their enclave, grabbed Krishna Das by the hair and pulled him out and took him back on the road and returned back to Jagannath Puri. There's a wonderful um, verse from Krishna Das Kaviraj Goswami that says, Great is the master, I'm paraphrasing, great is the master who when the devotee, the, great is the master that when the servant stumbles, grabs him, picks him up by the hair, and returns him to his shelter. That's a wonderful shloka, isn't it? And this is what Mahaprabhu did. So when they get back to Jagannath Puri, Mahaprabhu says, okay, <laughs> you know, you were supposed to be there to help me. I had to save you. So leave. I never want to see you again. You are discharged, dismissed from my service. You're done. But the other Vaishnavs, you know, they, uh, they um, embraced Kala, uh, Kala Krishna Das. He said, well, you know, Mahaprabhu, please don't judge him so harshly. No, he has to go. And so what they did was they, something really wonderful, they engaged, Nichananda Prabhu did this, he engaged Krishna Das, or Kala Krishna Das, in the service of Mother Sachi in Navadweep. He said, go to Navadweep. Tell Mother Sachi all about what Mahaprabhu has done over the last two years and be there and serve her. So even though he wasn't getting the personal association of Mahaprabhu, he was doing something even better in some ways. He was getting service of his mother, his beloved mother. And uh, yes, this is what happened. So what, what lesson can we glean from this? Well, that one is pretty obvious. Is that when we stumble when we have difficulties, when we have struggles, which we all do from time to time, that in a community we support each other, we protect each other, we pick each other up, we embrace each other and give shelter to each other, particularly in times of struggle, particularly at times of loss. This is what a spiritual community does. So, communities are very powerful because it gives us an opportunity to apply these, the various principles that we read about all the time and that we hear about in class. We can apply these principles in the setting of community. And if we practice sincerely applying these principles, then what we find is that our, the best of us emerges Every year, or for the past three years, I go on a pilgrimage with a small group, a small community of Vaishnavs. Govinda and his family are among them. And uh, like I do this, I, I'm following the footsteps of Gorvani, actually. And, um, and um, what I find that in this, there are challenges, of course, involved in traveling as a community because there are logistics, there are this, you know, you know, the building isn't right, the food isn't right, the schedule goes off. You know, there are challenges. But I find, I told my wife this when I returned, that when 
in that service that that it's like I feel I'm at my best self for some reason or another. I don't know why. Somehow or other, the challenge of community can can bring the best of you as you try to sincerely apply these principles to the surface. It can it can. it can produce mm, these wonderful results. We, 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 um, this is Srila Prabhupada's house, the International Society of Krishna Consciousness. Society means community. Of the, uh, Mahaprabhu, when he was here, gave five principal, um, uh, of the, in terms of the process of devotional service, Mahaprabhu emphasized five particularly. And most of those have to do with community. Those five principles are living in a holy place, association, chanting, hearing, discussing the Srimad Bhagavatam, and deity worship. So association, living in a holy place, deity worship, hearing, discussing Srimad Bhagavatam, this all has to do with spiritual community. Right? This is, so this is my proposition is, is that as modeled by Mahaprabhu, that spiritual community is the best milieu in which we can accelerate our spiritual lives, positively impact and help the acceleration of others around us and have the most positive effect on the community, on the world at large. This is my proposition. My guru is a Bhakti Chaitaswami and community was very much at the center of his heart. You know, he he stressed the community. He created a, as um, Ananda Vrindavan was saying, he created a community within a community called the Institute for Applied Spiritual Technology for the purpose of urban preaching. And um, I mean, we would, he would, there was a lot of fun things and you know, we would have institute picnics, which we still have. My, one of my sons was talking about the other day, there's so much fun because as I said, when people come together of like minds, then if they're joyful, then that joy expands and it's absorbing. But he also stressed accountability and responsibility. He wrote four, principle, he wrote four principles of community living. And uh, I'd like to discuss one of them in a little bit of depth right now. Those four principles are, um, one is when you get in a conflict with someone, that you should accept responsibility for the conflict. You should consider it your fault and see what you can do to rectify the situation. Another is that everyone you meet, you should treat them um, like you treat someone who is very close to you, like your most beloved. You should treat everyone in this way. Another of the principles was that uh, the people that you're in community with, you should treat them with the consciousness that these are the same people that will be surrounding me when I'm leaving my body. And the last one, I, and the one I want to focus on is that you should treat everyone you meet as if the success or failure of your spiritual life depends on it. As if the success or failure of your spiritual life depends on it. So, how we treat people is really important. Because ultimately, uh, it is recommended that we understand that Krishna loves everyone. Everyone is Krishna's beloved. Yes? So you should treat people with that consciousness. 
that, oh, this is the beloved of my beloved, so I have to honor that, I have to respect that. And that should influence, of course, your behavior towards them. Also, we are all parts and parcels of Krishna. Krishna's, um, we have these wonderful divine qualities of Krishna, the same qualities but in minute qualities. So each of us has within us this wonderful treasure, this unique combination of divine qualities in the core of our heart. In addition to that, we also have this wonderful jewel of Radharani's love, just an atom, which is enough to inundate the entire world, but an atom of Radharani's love for Krishna in the core of our heart. So this, this beautiful, these beautiful Krishna conscious qualities, these beautiful divine qualities are in everyone's heart. This love for Krishna is within everyone's heart. It's our birthright. It's our greatest treasure. And, and to the extent that you look for this in everyone that you meet, that you try to honor this in everyone that you meet, that you try to serve them with this consciousness, everyone you meet, to that extent, Krishna accelerates the excavation of those qualities within you. So how we treat people, the consciousness with which we approach them, is, is critical. Even when, you know, we're disrespected. Even when we're hurt. If we can still somehow or other try to understand that that although this person or these persons may not be manifesting those qualities right now, those qualities are still there. This is still Krishna's beloved. They are an instrument of my own karma. How can I best serve them in this situation according to the time, place, and circumstance? How can I best serve them? In this mood, in this consciousness, even, I'm not saying you're successful, but even trying to do this, attempting to do this, having this contemplation is glorious. And Krishna will send all manner of help to you. So, that's pretty much what I wanted to say on this topic today. <laughs> now, what, what, time do I, what time do we stop? Two o'clock? Um, hmm? Questions? I don't know. <laughs> so there's another topic I wanted to discuss really briefly, but it's kind of long and involved. I don't know if I should get into it. But uh, what should I do, Kunti? All right. Huh? Another time, okay. So, in summary, then, uh, spiritual community is a powerful dynamic at play which can accelerate our growth and development in a wonderful way. And that at the core of spiritual community is how we relate to each individual, seeing them as beloved of Krishna, 
honoring, looking for, appreciating the divine qualities within everyone's heart. And um, in this way, Krishna will surely bless us with success. Thank you very much. So uh, questions, comments, criticisms, please. Is it particle or wave? Because in my definition, I have very limited brain. I don't know what's past. You know, whatever my thinking is. But wave is a cause, caused by particle. But wave actually is, if the example you gave of the stone and water, wave is also water, so it's particle. So, this is, the, this, this is how this relates to the, uh, it relates to the uh, concept of duality, because we're used to thinking in terms, we, we live in a platform of duality, it's either hot or it's cold, it's we're rich or we're poor, it's black or it's white, it's on or it's off, but actually, this is where Chanta Beta Beta comes, Tapa comes in, is that um, it's both simultaneously, both it's rich and poor, it's black and white, it's on and off. Both these um, contradictory concepts exist simultaneously. And, and the thing about um, transcending duality is part of the, 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 part of the process is recognizing that. And when I talked about applying that in our life, because we also tend to think in terms of duality, this is bad, this is good, this is right, this is wrong, but actually, there's some good, there's some bad, there's some right, there's some wrong. We see it from a Krishna conscious perspective, which transcends duality, and see the positive and the negative, and what can be used in Krishna service and this, from here, what can be used from Krishna service from there, and then we move accordingly. This is transcending duality. It's both, simultaneously. On, a, on, a, on the um, level of physics, it's, you know, this is Einstein's matter and energy are the same. They're, they're non-different. They're just different forms of the same phenomenon. Yeah. Krishna is the, in Krishna we find a resolution of all contradictions. Yes, Prabhu. Hare Krishna. Wasn't that such a wonderful class by Madhvacharya Prabhu? Please, everyone, give him an applause. <laughs> uh, you and I live quite close to each other, about 15 minutes away from each other, and we never see each other. In India. <laughs> we see each other across the planet in India. So my question is around that. Sometimes as a traveling Kirtaniya, I get to visit a community once a year and try and encourage and uh, make friends. And uh, here in this area, we have a tri-state area situation where people are far-flung, sometimes an hour away from each other, and our schedules are so busy that we can barely find time to come to the temple, what to speak of, be together in community. Seems like all the energies are, are doing everything they can to stop us from being in community. 
what can we do on a practical level to move towards uh, your vision of community? Well, it's it's not my vision, but I, you know, it's it's a vision that's uh, I'm repeating from what I've read from other Vaishnavas. But uh, see, this is Gora holding me accountable. I told you accountability is part of the. <laughs> Maharaj would stress accountability as part of community. You know, it's just not having a picnic. It's actually, you know, working together and making sacrifices on behalf of that work. So, yeah, this is this is uh, maybe it is an excuse, but but so the struggle for material existence, particularly in the West, sometimes. Engages in a, engages us in a way where you know we're working and we're raising children and we've got this responsibility taking care of your parents or whatever whatever and sometimes it can, can engage us in a way where um, we're just you know consumed almost and so it's a it's a challenge to recognize the priority the priority of spiritual life. The priority of of you know being in a, creating an environment in a community where you can practice humility and gratitude and kindness and respect and integrity and all these other wonderful devotional qualities which ultimately help us to help our Krishna consciousness to emerge. So it's a challenge, and um, it's a challenge. It's a challenge for me, as you know, as you. So uh, we just have to continue to pussy, push each other and hold each other accountable and, and lovingly challenge each other, you know, as you do with me. Rasa Prada, who's in the audience, is he here? Yeah. Like, he, he calls me, he says, Prabhu. You, you haven't had a Saturday program, and uh, I'm counting. What is the problem? You know, he's holding me lovingly accountable. When are we going to get together? When are we going to talk? When are we going to have a big program? When are we going to do this? So what's the date? Give me the date. I'll be there. So this is part of the process. Is You know, we, it's so important. I mean, our transformation depends on it. The transformation of this world is, you know, is a mess, right? Kali Yuga quarrel and hypocrisy. And the transformation of the planet ultimately starts with our own transformation and the transformation of our community. So it's a priority. So please, we have to just push each other and to, to somehow or other maneuver our material obligations and, and prioritize things in our lives in such a way that we can come together more often and practice loving community. Thank you for your question. Uh, I have to call Prabhu. This is not really meant as a criticism, but as a community, we tend to have cliques and they seem to come together. But on the bigger picture of taking what we have and we can share with the whole world if we want to see real actual change, means taking it beyond our own walls and beyond our own temples. And being in that position, I find it's very hard to get people to come out and put yourself out there for the good of the whole community. 
So can you talk a little bit about how to motivate people to do more of that? Yeah. So thank you, Prabhu, for the comment and question. Um, so, you know, um, <laughs> people, people are variegated. Their gifts are variegated. Their, their, um, their uh, visions are a little variegated, but with the central theme of, of, of being Krishna conscious and helping others to become Krishna conscious. But within that framework, there's some vari there's variegation. So the point is, in my opinion, is that we encourage people to make some contribution according to their talents, to involve themselves in some community which is making some contribution to transforming the world according to their talents. If, they, if we are just you know, preaching to ourselves, then yes, that's, that's not ultimately, although there is some benefit because we, we evolve and then ultimately we hopefully will try to directly engage the world. But... Um, but um, the point is that everybody should be doing something to engage the world, to try to transform the world. And that, of course, this is the mission of Srila Prabhupada. This is the mission of Mahaprabhu. It's to ultimately to transform the world. This involves we have to transform ourselves, but ultimately to transform the world. And that takes, um, that, you know, they say you win a fight with, with jabs, with hooks, with un up uppercuts. It takes all types of services and um, all types of talents, all types of different people, but we should all be engaged in some way within that framework. Uh, your service is wonderful. Your contributions are sublime. We appreciate you. And um, uh, just with your example, it's, it's just wonderful. I don't know what else to say. It's your, you know, we all <laughs> admire you. Yeah. Yeah. This is a totally unrelated personality. But Stokely Carmichael used to say, "Everybody should be a part of some party doing something positive." <laughs> and that's the point. Everybody should be engaged in some community doing something positive to positively impact the world within the framework of Krishna consciousness. Yeah. So we have time for a few more questions. I want to offer the lady side, because we usually do one gentleman yeah. and one lady, and we forget. Forgive me. So, uh, ladies, any question that you'd like to ask the speaker? We do encourage you all to... Shamala, you have a question? I'm not going to put you on the spot here, but I just put you on the spot. <laughs> Well, I feel like this is an ongoing conversation. And in our community, we have a Vaishnavi Sangha where we meet once a month. And we actually talk about these things. And we had these great conversations circling around these very topics. Yesterday, right now, all ladies are invited. Maybe there'll be a Vaishnav Sangha for the gentlemen. 
However, um, this is something that we have to to continue to to converse about in our in our smaller groups and smaller communities. But one one takeaway from our group yesterday was that when we are nourished in community, in in smaller groups of communities, our cups kind of start to run over. And when we're when we're saturated with that um, delight that is an outpour of our engagement in Krishna consciousness, then we do want to share with others. And so, yeah, that is the ultimate goal, that our cups are all running over, and we want to share with each other, and we want to share our enthusiasm, what, we've, what we're learning, what we're experiencing, and that will, that will spread. If, if you don't feel that your cup is running over, then that's something that you should really um, take care of. And we should, we should be open to helping each other find solutions so that we can care for each other. It's so, so critical. Wonderful. A quick question, quick answer. Hare Krishna Prabhu, and thank you so much for your speech today. So talking about the experiment of Eisen and, and mass, and, and matter and particles and all this stuff. Instead of asking that question, I'm just going to add something that it, 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 might, it, might, it might feed on, on, on everything that you exposed today. And that is, I don't know if you guys noticed, but each one of us is a particle of a big mass that calls Earth. All right? And every action that we take individually it reverbs like the rock on the water and makes the wave. Each action that we do, it reverbs to the next one next to us. Applying that principle, okay, it's to be each other conscious that the next person in front of us, it's part and parcel of Krishna. We should see the person with the same love that we want that person to see us. I know it's hard to get all these messages in one hour, probably 45 minutes, but the main thing on this is we should treat each other with respect, love, and consideration. Have each other humility for the other person and have tolerance. We are not perfect but we have the love of Krishna in our heart. As a matter of fact, Chastra said that Krishna is sitting in our heart. So how can we contaminate our heart with bad thinkings and bad feelings? So love each other, care for each other, and the way we do that, you will see the community growing. As the way it is right now, we are a lot right now today. Sometimes we are more. The love moves anything. And we do everything for love. So February 14, everybody were buying roses and, and, and cars and stuff like that to demonstrate to the other person, I love you. Okay. For one day, no, do it every day. Jai, jai, you know every day. <laughs> <laughs>